I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. She's just a girl and she's on fire. Hotter than a fantasy. Lonely like a highway. She's living in a world and it's on fire. Filled with catastrophe. But she knows she can fly away.
Welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my lovely, beloved other half. V-Lim. Hello, Patriots. So, uh, tonight we got a little special for you. Um, <clears throat> there was uh, some fireworks that happened over the weekend uh, that, again, we weren't aware of. And I actually want to call a couple people out that we actually met while we were in the rally, or at the rally, because they actually turned us on to this video, which, again, we weren't aware of. We didn't see the video initially. And when they turned us on to it, we went and looked at it, and I was like, oh, my God. It was our lawn chair neighbors at the uh, Trump rally, because if you listen to our last podcast, we couldn't get into the seating area, so we decided to hang out with the cool people all the way in the back, where we could have our chairs and our vapes and play with people's dogs and, you know... So watch kids roaming around and Andrea and Andrea and Philip, I'm I'm just calling you out. Appreciate the heads up on this one. This one really, uh, this one uh, kind of hit close because we were all talking about it because we were all sitting there going, "Well, wait a minute, where's how, Candace? Yeah, how is Candace not on here?" So automatically, I was like, "Again, we Candace was uh, pushed out of another event." In which we all said, uh, I felt, I said, well, that's jacked up that somebody else got to speak. She didn't. So immediately we reached out to her and asked her if she wanted to come on our show. The first time she came on our show, she came on our show and uh, we had a good hour and a half long conversation with her and she got to spit out what she was going to put out at that um, picnic. Uh, tonight we only had 30 minutes with her, but um, it's all pretty much fire uh she was on fire i mean she really is i I tell you what she's she was fired up in her video yesterday she was fired up tonight she got us fired up um you know she is as i said in the interview every time she speaks it's with sincerity and honesty and integrity and that's what we need to represent us that's who we need to represent us um that's who we need to to lead our state so you know, I, I hope you all go out and support Candace. Whatever state you live in, we need to all support America First candidates, and that's that's what she is. She's about America First. She's about Georgia First. She's about the people first. She understands that the government is for the people, of the people, not over the people. So, again, if we've got some folks that are listening to us that uh, <clears throat> support, support Vernon Jones, um, I'm just going to go ahead and say this right now. This is not a Vernon Jones-friendly interview. Um I'm not saying turn us off, but listen and listen to what Candace has to say. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, folks, if she can sway me, I'm a really tough nut to crack. He really is. I, I especially when it comes to politics, political stuff, I you have really got to you got to say something that speaks to me. And if you don't do that, we're going to have issues because I'm not going to agree with everything you say. And I'm sure as hell not just going to bow to your every whim. So um, either way. I wanted her to have a chance to refute and she calls out some people and she makes some pretty stiff allegations in this one. It's no joke. I would, uh, I have to argue that I think she was on fire with this, the whole thing. I think the whole thing was just, I mean, she was, her video was amazing, but we got her, you know, the day after her video and, uh, I'm sure she wanted to get a message out and that's why I asked her to come on. And, uh, I did, we did, we didn't do any Again, any show prep, it was, we went right into it and uh, we let her, we, I, we get, turned the stage over to her. We said, hey, 
you have a platform to speak on, please use our platform. Uh, we agree with the message you're pushing out. And I think if 90% of Georgia stopped and listened, I think 90% of Georgia would listen to her platform. So again, give it your fair, you know, undue attention for a bit. And uh, it's only 30 minutes long, roughly a little bit, maybe a little bit more 35. Yeah. And we'll be back tomorrow with our regular, you know, news and current events podcast. We got a lot coming up there. There's a lot that's been going on. Um, So, uh, but we, we didn't want to put the two of them together because we want Candace to have her own time. Yes. And uh, with that, um, just to, I'm going to throw some teasers out there because I may or may not have had some sources come back to me, especially after our last podcast on election fraud that have actually dropped some more bombs. So get ready because uh, that one is going to be a tomorrow's going to be fire on your part yeah yeah i got okay and i spent a good portion of the day watching the um the millie millie hearing and the austin crying hearing yeah seriously (laughs) i i I can't even he he towed the party line so hard like i i can't i we'll get into it tomorrow i can't even tonight if i get going it it won't be good so uh get ready because uh without any further ado we're gonna put candace on and uh Enjoy, and we will uh, talk to y'all later. And wait, wait before we get there. Oh, again, like, more. like, share, oh, yeah. subscribe. We always forget that part. I know we really do. So We're so bad. We're so horrible. Um, really, seriously, share, share the podcast, please. If you live in Georgia, um, you know, or if you know someone that lives in Georgia, share this episode. Share the previous episode with Candace. Um, I am actually working on fixing that audio, and we're going to hopefully release it here soon. I can tell you right now, I'm pretty sure that the audio is way better on this one. Way better on this one, but uh, I'm fixing the audio on the last one. I'm going to re-release it, but, you know, like, share, subscribe, share with your friends. Um, This this isn't about us. This is about, well, this is about all of us. This is about Georgia. This isn't just about the two of us. This is about all of us. This is about Georgia. This is about America. This is about America first. This is about freedom. Um, this is about actually choosing candidates that we want to represent us, not letting someone else choose candidates for us and then us being, you know, having to pick between the lesser of two evils when we get to the ballot box. That's this, not how this should work. This is really about, to be honest with you, to be 100% honest, this is about election integrity and election fraud because this is the type of stuff that happens behind the scenes that people don't see and that people need to see. Like, you need to understand what is going on, like, what she's fighting against right now. To understand that, um, in my mind, as going to be an elected official, as somebody who's running for office, um, and I, I know she doesn't want me to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. That's bullshit. The stuff that she's got going on in the background and the subterfuge that is taking place behind the scenes that you and I do not see on a daily basis because we're not involved in it. I mean, let's be honest. How many of us here are politicians? I'm not. I follow politics very closely. I'm very closely tied into it, but I am not a politician. I would never be a politician. I couldn't even do what she's doing right now. So I give her all the props in the world. And I'm telling you right now, this is all about that stuff that you and I do not see that's going on behind the scenes. So either way, like, share, subscribe. Again, mcvlin at gmail.com. CandiceTaylor.com uh, for her website. If you want to help out, you want to contribute, you want to do something, you want to get off your duff, and you actually want to believe in something, this is if, if you know, Bongino says we got to start locally. Well, if we're going to start locally, um, let's start with her. 
She's local to she's local to us. She's local to Georgia. Folks, this is not a hard decision. We have a guy who just decided in January, and I'm sorry, it's only been nine months. That jackass only declared nine months ago that he was a Republican. Okay. So I have bad news for you. It's only been nine months. We have a douchebag that declared nine months ago, oh, well, you know what? I'm not going to be a liberal anymore. I'm going to be a Republican. That's because the Democrat Party kicked him out. They censured him and told him he couldn't run as a Democrat again. Yet every time I've heard this guy speak, all he does is talk about liberal ideas. He was at a rally with Donald J. Trump speaking about liberal ideas, and people were cheering. And I was looking around the crowd going, what are you cheering at? This is the shit we're already dealing with. If we want this, why don't we just keep Brian Kemp in office? Again, if we want somebody like this, let's just put Brian Kemp back in office. Let's just vote him back in. But I don't think we want that. I think we all want to see some real change, not just what's in our pockets, not just shake what's in your left pocket and your right pocket, and there's your change, because that's what Obama gave us. Give us some real change. I mean, substantive change that actually changes something for Georgia, that changes something for me as a voter, that changes something for me as a worker, that changes something for me as a family man, and that has a family with kids. Let me see some real change. That's what I want to see. I'm not going to see that out of Vernon Jones. I sure as hell haven't seen that out of Brian Kemp. I, I think the only person that we can 100% unequivocally say that we're going to see some real change out of I think Candace Taylor is the one with the message. But that's up to you to make that decision. Listen. Tell us what you think. If you don't like it, send us an email. If you like it, send us an email. Tell us what you want to know about her. Send us questions. We're going to have her back on uh, because we did get a, apparently a bunch of questions that were asked after the fact that were like, oh, well, I missed my questions for Candace. Well, we're going to have her back on. Continue to send them. There's no reason why we can't reach out and ask her. She has been completely... Uh, she's given us all the time in the world. Yeah, she's awesome. Folks, if she's willing to do this for me and I'm no one, I, I'm pretty sure she's going to do that for the whole state of Georgia. So a- Absolutely. And and the change that she's bringing, it's, it's nothing drastic. It's nothing dramatic. It's honesty and integrity. She's actually going to run this state with a modicum of spine and do what's best for the people and for the state and not just what lines her pockets and what's best for the party. That's that's not how she rolls. So that's, that's why we love her. So again, enjoy, like, share, subscribe for the make. And V Lynn. We will uh, talk to you later. Thanks for watching. Yep. And welcome back to the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my lovely beloved other half. V Lynn. Hello, Patriots. And tonight we got a special guest with us, uh, Candace Taylor, who is running for governor in the state of Georgia, is with us again, yet again tonight. Um, we have, uh, well, she has a message that she wants to put out there because uh, she's uh, had some uh, trials, I guess you could call it, if that would be accurate, madam. Yeah, I mean, we just had the Trump rally Saturday, and we were just talking before we went live about how I pay for VIP access to the Republican Party, and they were not over the entire event, you know, President Trump's team was, but the Republican Party definitely had a fundraiser where you would have VIP access, and they had a list of the names of the candidates there, and so I was very frustrated because my name was not on the teleprompter, and so the Georgia GOP chair, David Schaefer, reached out to me today because I made a video and talked about my concern with not being said, my name not being said, 
during the rally by President Trump. I mean, how would he know I was there if they didn't tell him I was there? And then I was also concerned because one of my opponents, Vernon Jones, got to speak when I was told by one of the president's team that nobody in the governor's race would be speaking because he wasn't doing an endorsement and nobody would be speaking. But somehow Vernon got to speak. And so and that transpired within an hour of the event. Some deal happened where he got to speak. And I know that because I've heard it from multiple sources. And so the, the GOP chair confirmed that he didn't know about it till he arrived, you know, maybe less than an hour when it started. But he was trying to explain to me that he had been several days. He had been asked to speak several days before. And when I asked for that source, that source was someone on Vernon's campaign. And I said, no, that's a lie. That's a lie. And so this all transpired right before the event, which, you know, it is what it is, but I'm going to call it out because the people need to know that he wasn't a scheduled speaker. He finagled his way in there to get to speak. That's fine. But they're wondering why I didn't speak. I'm not manipulative. I don't make backroom deals. I don't pay to speak. So I didn't get to. And I want that clear to my supporters because they were, you know, thousands of my supporters there that were very upset that I didn't get to speak and that my name wasn't announced. Yeah, we were a little upset as well because we were there at the Trump rally. Um, by the time we get actually got over to your tent, you were you were out and about. So uh, I, I imagine going through some of this at the time. Um, and I, I got to say, we're we're not big Vernon Jones fans. They were riding around in the parking lot with the music blasting. I, I didn't even think he was there. Like I, I heard from your people that you were there all day, but no one had seen him. Um, so what what's up with that? I mean, I, I watched your your video that you put out on YouTube yesterday and, and you were, you were fired up. You were, you were raring to go. And it, the way you put it, it made me, it made it seem like the GOP now is like, uh, that you're back in high school with the, the little clicks and, you know, these people like each other and, and they're, you know, messing with these people. And it's, I guess I'm not surprised, but I am disappointed. Yeah, I mean, you know, he tried to give me all these explanations, the chairman of the GOP, and I told him, thank you for reaching out. I respected that, that he cared enough to do that. You know, little old me, South Georgia girl running for governor, I must be getting my name out because the chairman of the GOP reached out to me. I surely didn't reach out to him. So it must have made a dent in people calling and concerned because I do have a lot of followers and supporters because they want to be represented by somebody like them. And I don't lie. And I don't manipulate. I'm here for the people and the people know that. But when he reached out to me, I told him, I said, you know, I understand what you're telling me, but I find it hard to believe that you had no influence to say these candidates are here in attendance today. And I'm sure the president would want to honor those Republicans there running for office that are working hard for Georgia, especially me fighting for a forensic audit like I've been fighting, that he would want to know who's there. And when I talked to the president's team and they said that they were not allowing any speakers that were gubernatorial, I believe them. He, they have no reason to lie. Why would they lie to me? I just, you know, that's just the way it is. So I appreciate his call and all of that, but I still, it doesn't sit well with me how it transpired. To me, it was, it was not honorable. And there was no, you know, recognition of, yes, thank you for being here and for running. We have a primary 
we have an election to vet out who the people want. And it's about the people and who they choose. But we've gotten so far removed from what the people want that we're in this. And it's hand-selected, chosen, and everybody else is blackballed. And that's not okay. And I just don't believe with anything in my heart that President Trump's team would have anything to do with blackballing any candidate. Well, now, with that, uh, <clears throat> while I was there at, your, at the rally, I met some of President, uh, well, I met a bunch of people that were supporters of other supporters who actually directly relate to President Trump's campaign. As for that, I will personally handle that because I'm going to call him and be like, hey, what was that all about? I mean, because as far as I'm concerned, that's crap. I mean, he, You don't show up to an event like that. And even if he is, I get it. It's still his event. At the end of the day, the buck stops at him. He should have said, no, I want all the names. I don't want the names that you selected and you gave me because there's no way that his people weren't going out and looking around the crowd saying, hey, you know what? This person's tent is here. This person's tent is here because you weren't the only one that wasn't called out. There was two other tents that I saw that were there that those people were not called out either. And you actually yeah, spoke of one in your video. Yeah, and I only know... The one that I spoke about my video, she didn't pay for VIP. So there may be, I know when I ran for U.S. Senate, they called out Doug Collins and Kelly Leffler and not me. The last rally I went to in Macon, well, the last one in Georgia I went to in Macon. But to me, I didn't, I thought, well, I didn't pay for VIP. I didn't even know that was a thing. And they wouldn't know to say my name on the teleprompter if, I didn't pay and, and give them my name. So that's why this rally, I made sure that I paid for that, even though, I mean, that's, it's expensive. I didn't want to spend my campaign money like that, but I did it so that I could be called out. And so the people could hear my name. Yes, she's running for governor and it's honor there. And then it didn't happen. So it was frustrating. It was like, okay, I followed the rules. I did your pay to play. I did what I needed to do, but yet there's no honor. And then I got really upset because Vernon Jones walked by me and acted like an elementary school child and doubled over like he's laughing. He's over seven foot tall and points and laughs at me and points at me. It was so childish, so ridiculous. And I thought, dude, this is the Republican Party, not the Democrat Party. And we don't play games like that here. Go take your shenanigans back there that you do mean and hateful bullying tactics, thug-like behavior back to the Democrat Party not here in the GOP. So that was very degrading as a woman, which I think that's par for course for him. My experience and experience of others has been that attitude from him. Definitely not a gentleman, not what we want even to be around, but to think that he could be the leader of Georgia with that attitude is absolutely asinine. Yeah, and my understanding is that he's not welcome in the Democrat party anymore that his uh, corruption and shenanigans was too much even for them, which is saying quite a bit there because uh, they have few to no morals or integrity at all. Um, I, I was very disturbed by your description of how he treated you because that's just completely childish and uncalled for and unprofessional. I mean, at, at the end of the day, you know, it's it's not about, it shouldn't be about personal attacks. It shouldn't be about, you know, mocking someone else or, or personally attacking each other. I feel like, unfortunately, politics has gone down that road and especially Democrats, which I'm sorry, Vernon Jones is still at heart a Democrat. You, you can't take the Democrat out of someone. It just doesn't work that way. Um, they're 
morally inept. And I'm, I, I don't, we don't want that for Georgia. It should be about what's best for the people and, you know, who has the people's interest in mind. And I get what you're saying about how the people elect, you know, the primary and, you know, we have a primary and then, then we go to vote. Um, unfortunately, I don't know that that's even the case anymore. You know, it, by the time you get to the ballot box, you're voting for the lesser of two evils. And people aren't getting up and getting out and choosing their candidates like they used to. I think we really need to start there at the grassroots level. But at the same time, the GOP controls so much that they're picking the candidates instead of us. So, And by the time you get to the ballot box, we, we don't even trust that our vote's being counted properly. Um, how do we fix that? Well, I was going to tell you, David Schaefer on the phone even laughed when I told him what Vernon did. And I said, that wasn't funny. Like, it was degrading to me as a woman. It was intimidating. And if my security had been there, he would have probably been arrested for hitting Vernon. So it wasn't funny. It wasn't okay. It was very degrading. And he didn't say he quit laughing. But when I said that, I think he thought that it was, I think he was laughing at his behavior, how childish it was that he would actually do that. But it was childish what he did. But it wasn't okay. There were like 10 people around at least that watched it. And came up to me after saying, oh, my gosh, why did he do that? So it's not it's just not OK. But back to the elections and how we fix it, we decertify. You know, we're past an audit. We have county data from counties all over our state, 159 counties. But we have data on over 100 counties that's been pulled with tabulator tapes. It's been pulled from the Secretary of State website, raw data that's been analyzed. And there are so many discrepancies in the data. We have counties that have over hundred thousands of irregularities and discrepancies between the night of the election and the recount that was two weeks later. What else do they need? Forget the audit, decertify. There are so much, there's so many issues. And we also had the videos of the you know pristine ballots being put out and rescanned and the shredder trucks, shredding ballots. We have all that stuff too. Like what more do you need from us? Well, with that, I mean, I, the the one thing that irks me, first of all, his behavior was obviously uncalled for. And as you've said, it is something that is unfortunately something that's been ongoing with him, apparently. But with all of that, uh, Schaefer, it, you, you say you keep saying that he's a nice guy. I get it. You're afraid he's going to see this. I doubt he watches us. But if just in no, case, I'm not scared. He was nice to me on the phone. So in fairness, he was nice. He was polite. He was very respectful on the phone, except when he laughed and kind of, I was like, really? But other than that, he, he was very respectful. And, and I have no reason to, to say he's a liar or not. I do know that people in the back said that money changed hands. He said it did not. So I'm going to, I don't have proof of that. That was what was said. And so I'm going to say, okay, well, maybe money didn't change hands, but someone did a backroom deal for, for Vernon to be able to speak. Someone didn't put my name on the teleprompter. He's saying that the GOP doesn't give names to be put on the teleprompter. And I was told they did by someone on the Trump team, whether that's true or not. So you've got all these back and forth, back and forth. Someone's lying. Who's lying? And and that is the ultimate question. And uh, one, I, I sure do hope you get to the answer of, I hope you find out because somebody is. I, I'm sorry. There's no way 
how is Donald Trump going to know who Candace Taylor is unless Donald Trump has got some somebody sitting there telling him in his ear, hey, look, some plebe who's like, yeah, hey, uh, we need to put her late. Well, who is she? Uh, she's running for governor as well. Oh, well, yeah, put her on. Is she a Republican? Yes. And as for Vernon Jones, you're absolutely right. He stopped being a liberal, what, nine months ago? It doesn't happen that quick. Sorry, Vernon. Got bad news for you, pal. I am not, I'm still confused how you're all of a sudden a Republican because there's not an idea you have said yet that is an original thought in your own head. Somebody else has given you every single one of those ideas. I can put money on it. That's just my take on it. But where do you go from here? Because I know you've got some campaign stops coming up. You're coming up here actually around us. And unfortunately, we're not going to be here, which sucks balls. Oh, no. I know. I was going to say, but, why don't you kind of speak? It'll be fun. It'll be awesome. But what I would love to do is, I, I know you've got a flyer. It just went out today. I saw it today on Instagram. Um, if you could send us a copy of that flyer, I want to post it on our Telegram. I want to put it out everywhere I can put it out for you. Um, where, what are you doing this weekend? Because I know you got a big weekend coming up. Yeah, we'll be in Brunswick Friday night. We're going to Hinesville, Savannah, and then Effingham we, on Sunday. We're, we're going to be all over, and it's going to be awesome. I got flyers on all my social media. You can go and look at them. Um, Lynn Wood is going to join me for at least one event, maybe more. So that'll be fun. And y'all need to come out. And I would love for y'all to come speak. I don't know where y'all going to be this weekend, but you're welcome to come and speak at one of them. I, I wish. Unfortunately, well, fortunately, we're actually going to Clay Clark's event in Oklahoma. He's got a private event for podcasters. So that's uh, um, kind of that's not awesome. something we could turn down. So, you know, we're going to go hang out nice. with Clay and, and uh, I don't know, General Flynn and um, I don't know if he's going to be there, but uh, Ann Vandersteel and Mike Adams and um, a whole bunch of big wigs. We, we kind of feel like we're not quite in their league, but hey, that's, you know, we'll, we'll play with anyone. We don't care. So uh, we, we like being the, the little guys swimming up. As we told our kid, if you're at the bottom of the barrel, at least you're in the barrel. That's right. And y'all hey, are doing great work in South Georgia. I, I saw that uh, supposedly, according to, uh, again, this is according to Wikipedia, so I can't wait to ask this question of uh, General Flynn, but I'm going to ask General Flynn why he backed Vernon Jones. I'm looking That's forward to an question. answer on that one, and I cannot wait to ask him directly to his face because he's at that point, he'll be on the record, and I'll be like, hey, anything you say at this point can and will be used against you in the public court of opinion, so enjoy that one. I think that, you know, he hasn't met me in person. We haven't talked on the phone. He doesn't know me. So, I, you know, when he meets me, he may change his mind. Well, well, we'll it, it changed mine and if that. I like it. <laughs> so, Candice, um, let's get back to decertification real quick. I know we only have, a well, about 15 more minutes with you here. But um, tell me, who who has the authority to decertify the election? Well, I guess who certified it, which would be the General Assembly. They certify the election um, and then it goes through, you know, the process, the, the secretary of state and the governor, they have to certify the election. So it goes through that process. And so we're in a mess in Georgia. The secretary of state and our governor sure haven't been friendly with getting a, a recount or um, an audit. They haven't been real friendly there. So we're, we're in a mess, but they do work for us and they do only have the power we gave them. So we have to remember that. We have to remember that we do have a constitution that's more than paper, but it's only paper if we don't make them be held accountable to it. 
So when we hold them accountable to it and we force it, then it's more than paper. It's the people. We are the government and the paper is the hard black and white copy of us and our will and what they're held to uphold. But in reality, we say what we want. And when the people don't have confidence in the voting system and, and they don't want to vote and they're saying we want to audit our ballots, we pay for with our taxpayer money, they don't really have a choice but to do it. And it's just how far the people are willing to go to force their hand. But, you know, we have 159 counties in Georgia. There's 15 in Arizona. One county was audited there. It took months. It wouldn't take that long in Georgia because our, our state sliced up so much more than theirs is sliced up. And that's a good thing on one hand, but then on the other hand, we don't really need the full forensic audit because we have the data. We went to individual counties, we pulled tabular tapes, we pulled stuff from the Secretary of State's website. We see the discrepancies, they're all there. And they have enough that they could look at and just and determine in a, not even a thorough investigation, just looking through it and say, listen, bad off, this is not okay. They would find hundreds of thousands of votes just from those items enough to decertify. Well, I mean, they just have to start looking in suitcases, you know, the ones that were underneath the tables when there was the um, non-water leak. So, exactly. uh, but I mean, there was so much evidence right off the bat. We were watching it pretty much in in live time. Um, I fear that they don't have the... Uh, testicular fortitude to man up and do anything about it now they didn't do anything about it then so how how do we make them do it i don't know i would say you know nonviolent civil disobedience uh, i would say major pressure affidavits and notices grand juries um, arbitration recalls you know you, you pull out everything in your arsenal of, of how to get people held accountable in, in state government and you use it. And we haven't done that yet. We've done bits and pieces, but we haven't been a full on, okay, we're done. Let's get this taken care of right now. And we've got to get to that place and be unified as a body. And we're, we're getting there. It's growing. There's fires growing all over the state, all over the country, and people are, have had enough. And I think that, you know, we're not going to take losing our our freedoms without a fight for sure. And we're not going to take it laying down. We're going to push back. So there was a piece that just came out in just the news. Uh, I don't know if you saw it today or not. It came out this evening, uh, about, uh, 618, about, uh, Georgia opens probe into the Dropbox chain of custody, um, blow up that happened in DeKalb County. And, uh, one of the big things that came out of this article, or one of the big things I pulled out of this article, at least is the secretary of state's office opened the investigation, which I found that odd. Do you believe this is a real investigation or do you believe that this is, you know, Rathlinsberger just trying to save his ass? I mean, in so all honesty. The first, yeah, the first question I was going to say is who's doing the probe? There's your answer. So when you said it was the secretary of state, no, no, just like the GBI investigating the ballot harvesting that came out big news ballot harvesting is being investigated by the gbi who's over the gbi the governor yeah. yep yeah so we've heard nothing else about this in fact i heard that he wanted it to die down and that he was going to use it later and say that's why i didn't call a special session 
That's why I was really on your side the whole time. I was really letting the GBI do study the ballot harvesting. And I was really doing that. I was really on President Trump's side. No, that's not going to work either. <laughs> we know better. You could have called a special session. You could be talking about the, the outlandish fraud. You haven't. We don't buy that. But, you know, there's all these rumors, all these things. And, and forests. It's a complete forest of, oh, we're going to do a probe into this or we're going to do this. I mean, no, don't believe it. It's a lie. Yeah, because he went on to say, as we announced earlier this year, Coffee, Grady, and Taylor counties all failed to complete any ballot transfer documents. Um, his office told Just the News uh, it was referred to investigation in Stevens County, and the election director emptied the absentee ballot drop box on her own instead of with two people from the state election board, as the rule required. Stevens County was referred to an attorney general's office for a state election board violations. So I. You're right. I, I find that odd um, that he's now all of a sudden doing this. And it seems kind of weird that it's like, oh, suddenly of all, all of a sudden, I'm going to go ahead and start this investigation. And I was uh, I was wondering what your take was. Have you heard of any other counties like this, uh, much like what we just heard about here? Oh, yeah. You mean with the needing the probe that they were going to do? Absolutely. That would be accurate. Yeah, it's all over. It's every every county. So he's trying to cover himself. Fulton County's leaders trying to cover themselves and they're saying now, you know, we need to do an audit, but they don't really want it. They're just saying that because they're scared and, you know, people should be in jail. It was the biggest crime that's ever been committed against our country. And in Georgia, it was the biggest crime that's ever been committed in our state. And I think that we've probably been dealing with fraud since 2002 and even before, but exponentially since 2002, because that's when they implemented voting digitally. And we were the first state to do that. And other states followed suit. And so I, I do, I feel like that we've had fraud for a really long time. And it's just, they were so blatant and it was so massive that they can't die at this time. I, I got one more question about this because there's a, a part in this article which I actually enjoyed. And it's the final part that they really went into. Raffensburger has long been critical of the Fulton County election operations, including the election night last November. A state monitor sent to observe the vote counting operation in the Lander later wrote a report identifying 29 pages of problems ranging from double scanning, of, uh, double scanning of ballots to potential violations in ballot privacy. What ever happened to that report and where do, do we know if it ever went anywhere? Did it just kind of go up to the state house and die? I mean, is that what documents do in the Kemp administration? I mean, is that what we're looking at in the state of Georgia? Yeah, I mean, it looks like it died. If it didn't die, then they need to explain it and they need to tell us what happened. I haven't heard anything else about it. You know, there's been so many articles that's came out and so many things that, oh, we're going to do this. Oh, we're going to do this. Oh, we're going to do this. I feel like it's a deflection and like shine a shiny object in front of our face so that we are distracted and that we just eat the clock until 24 months and so everything can be destroyed. So it's just eating the clock. And if they think that we're going to succumb before then, or we're going to allow this to happen in 2022, they're wrong. We're not voting on those machines. We're going to vote, but it will not be on those machines. Whether they have those machines in there or not, we will not vote on them. We will get absentee ballots. We will turn them in the day of election. And so they can't open them early because they got a, a rule a, a new law that says in, in Senate Bill 202, they can open the ballots early, which is totally unconstitutional. And they put that in law in Georgia. Ridiculous. They want to say that Senate Bill 202 is so conservative for voter integrity. It's bull. It is not. 
and it actually helped the Democrats. The Democrats fussing about it is laughable. It did not help us at all as conservatives and, and, and sealing our, our legal fair votes. So yeah, we're gonna vote, we're gonna vote on paper one way or another. So they can either choose to get rid of the machines or we'll do it our way. But we will not vote on the machines where they can finagle our votes and flip them and there's no chain of custody and there's no voter intent. The Constitution says you have to be able to see voter intent. And I feel like that our machines are unlawful as they are because you mark with a touch screen and they print something. And who knows if what you tack on that touch screen is your really what you wanted. And that's not showing. No, 90% of people do not look at the ballot to check behind themselves. And so they could have voted for someone else, even though they clicked on the machine on the screen and then they scan it in and then their vote was cast for someone else. Does And we can go back and we can do a recount. We can do a forensic audit. We're looking at those printouts and the voter intent is not there. You've lost the voter intent, which is unconstitutional. I think the machines are unconstitutional. I think they need to be gone. They're not they're not going to be in our elections again. And let's actually vote on them. I can promise you it's not happening. Well, that's very good to hear because uh, when we went in to vote the last time, we saw that, um, you know, familiar little, little internet icon on the machine when we went to vote. And even if you do check the ballot once it prints, which we did, it, that's not what the computer reads when it counts your vote. It reads the QR code. And how do you know if the QR code even lines up to what's printed on the paper. Well, there's another issue for voter intent is a QR code. So you, you have the issue of you're not actually marking the ballot so you can go back and recount it and see voter intent. Then you have a QR code that when you have no idea when it reads your ballot, if it's reading what you marked or you're reading something embedded in that QR code. I don't read QR code, do you? I no. sure don't. No. I don't even think uh, Jovan Pulitzer can actually read a QR code. You he know. can't. He yeah. said that in the Senate hearings. He, he created it. Well, there you go. Well, I know we don't have much more time. Uh, where do you want to, uh, what do you want to, pro you know, whatever you want to put out here, wherever you're going to be. She's going to be up here this uh, coming weekend, folks. So get out there. Uh, find one of her uh, rally stops. I know she's in Richmond Hill. She's going to Hinesville. She's going to be pretty much just outside. And apparently you're coming to Savannah too, which is outstanding. I've seen more and more signs in Savannah as uh, there's been a whole bunch. I've seen a bunch all around and I drive all over Savannah all the time. So I can tell you I've been seeing them everywhere. Uh, so keep it up and tell your people to keep it up. Uh, where can they reach you out if uh, they want to help out? They want to get in touch with you or they want to drop you a message? Yeah, Candice Taylor. It's K-A-N-D-I-S-S, Taylor.com. All my social media is linked, and you can go to any of my social media and find the flyer and see the address and the time of where I'll be this weekend. And also donate, contribute. We're trying to meet a goal for Thursday. It's the end of the quarter. If you can give a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, if you're loaded and you want to give seven thousand, that's wonderful. But just make a donation. Any any donation helps. And and like, you know, we were saying the signs are getting out but the signs are between four and five dollars a piece so they're expensive but you know people want signs so i want to give them to them so we have to get money to do that and we also are working on saving for billboards and commercials and you know i'm just like you i'm a normal person i'm a public school educator i work full-time i have three children and i'm going to represent the people of georgia but it does take money to do it and i'm not a salesman so <laughs> there's my pitch we have to chip in together and get it done and we can we totally can you know, I, I hear that, Candace, because uh, 
I was talking to your lady, Roberta, at the rally. She's she's mm-hmm. awesome anyway. She is um, awesome. And uh, she and I were I was saying, you know, you uh, we, we understand you work full time and you're raising kids like you're a real person. You're like us. Um, but you're also a, a good Southern woman and you don't like to ask for money or talk about money, you know, because we're all raised, you know, you don't talk about money. You don't talk about religion or politics. Right. Isn't mm-hmm. that the whole deal? So we're blowing all that out of the water. All um, of it. Yes. All of it. So we, we got to stop being babies, morality yes. over money. Every bit of it. Yes. So, uh, you know, I don't like to talk about money either. That's, you know, probably why we women have been notoriously underpaid because we don't like to go negotiate for our own worth. Um, but at the same time, y'all need to, to just go out and donate to Candace. You know, we don't even ask for money on the podcast for ourselves. We, at this point so far, don't, we have not brought sponsors on for exactly that reason, because we don't want to fund the deep state, right? We want sponsors that are going to contribute to the Patriot cause. Um, we know you're going to contribute to the Patriot cause Candace. So to all of our listeners, please, it doesn't matter where you live. You live in Georgia or not. You want to support a Patriot candidate, uh, candidate. Go to CandaceTaylor.com, hit that donate button, send her five bucks. You know, you spent five bucks on a crappy cup of coffee at Starbucks last week. You can afford to send five bucks to Candace. Yeah, y'all should do this podcast because they're awesome patriots. Y'all should do that. That would be very cool. All right. So uh, if you don't have anything else, Madame, uh, I think we're good. Uh, I don't have anything else. Unless you, I, I mean, this this is up to you. It's up to you what you want to say. This is for, we got a ton of new listeners. Since we were up at the rally, we were doing nothing but expanding our bit. And at the same time, talking you up. So trust me, there was a bunch of people that got an earful about who Candace Taylor is to include a couple, uh, what was his name? Colonel what? Colonel Swan. Colonel Swan, yeah. A bunch of Colonel Swan's people got an earful too. And I made sure to, and they were like, well, I, I'm a Marine. I was like, yeah, well, you should also look at what Candace Taylor has to say. Got bad news for you. That knucklehead ain't the guy you want to be following so yeah and my security's a marine so they should they should love that my first cousin's a marine but yeah i mean i learned Was he I, the guy I with the dog I'm, oh my god i yeah. met the dog candace yeah he we was met so him. hysterical the dog climbed on top of me and was snuffling my head we used to have a dog similar to him and i just fell in love with him i was like giving him kisses rolling around with i love dogs so he literally yeah, so climbed he can, up on me and like had his head like his face like just rubbing on the top of my head it was hysterical so one can man and he bites. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh so, yeah. Oh, we know. Trust we me. Know. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's awesome. We, yeah. But yeah, we've got all kind of new people at the rally and thousands. And my social media has like blown up this week. It's been amazing what patriots do when we sit together. We have to sit together. We have to. We don't have a choice to take our to take our state back. We have to just keep it's red. It's blood red. It's not even close to being purple. And we have to push back on the establishment. There's way more of us than there are them. And so we, we're going to take our, our state back. They don't have a choice. It's not their choice. It's our choice. It's our, it's our decision. And we're going to do it. And we're going to decertify. And we're going to get rid of these machines. And we're going to secure our vote. And we're going to elect people like us in every seat. Like they should it. be scared. They should be scared. They're losing their power. The power is ours. It's not their power. Oh, they're scared for that reason. They're scared for a lot of other reasons, but I like it. I mean, their panic was blatantly evident when they, um, right before the Arizona results came out, they went ahead and, what, released that, oh, Biden won again. I mean, that was just all ridiculous. Everyone knew that. So. Smoke show. And I think Georgia will show the same, so I'm not worried about it, especially with you at the home. So uh, that is definitely not a concern at all. Well, thank y'all so much for having me. I love coming on here. I will come back very soon. 
and I appreciate your time and, and um, let me come and let me talk and, and air dirty laundry of the GOP in Georgia, the deep swamp in Atlanta. Hey, we're all about shining light on corruption. So, you know, we're we're good with that. We we love calling people out. Mick calls out pedos all the time. It's pretty for pretty hysterical, actually. So, um, you know, we'll be having a conversation. And he'll be like, uh, yeah, that guy's a pedo. So, yeah, you know, and you got to call it out. You got to call him. So far, Vernon Jones doesn't end up on any of those lists, but I am definitely calling him out. And when he wants to come on here and talk to me about his political beliefs, I am down for it because I don't believe for one second that he is uh, a Republican by any means, shape or form. I guarantee that he is uh, he's uh, definitely a wolf in sheep's clothing and he is just sitting there waiting at the door to take this state down the road that we do not want to follow. So folks, listen to this lady. She knows what she's talking about. I don't just endorse anybody. And uh, we endorsed her after the third time we talked to her. And trust me, she says everything that I want to hear, at least in my candidate. So uh, if I've got the nuts to say it, I think everybody else would step up and say the same thing. And yeah, the and God difference... didn't tell me I was going to win. He told me to run. But I will say that he showed me at the convention when I was seeing all this shiny stuff with Vernon and, and God showed me he was going to be like a shooting star. He was going to look like really impressive at first and then burn out. And I'm already seeing that his campaign's been, he's had numerous people leave his campaign. He's had all kinds of other issues going on and he's not going to be here. It's going to be the, the last man standing. He won't be here at the end because when you are ugly, bad things happen. Absolutely. We're all about the, the law of attraction. Positive thoughts, positive actions equal positive outcomes. Negative thoughts, negative actions always equal negative outcomes. And Vernon is a snake in the grass. I hate to say it. I knew it the first time I, I heard him speak in on January 6th, actually. Um, and uh, he's, you know, he says all the right things, but he says it with with hate in his heart and malice on his tongue. He's a snake in the grass every day. You know, we listen to you talk and, and we hear sincerity and honesty and integrity and and that's what we need we we need more of you candace so well thank you i'm not perfect and i am a sinner like everybody else but i do love jesus and i am honest and so and i do love america and i really love georgia and i just want we deserve better we deserve better and we're gonna have better but i need everybody listening that feels in their heart or they might want to run for office to run for office Alrighty then. So uh, I guess for us, uh, that's a good night. And thank you so much again for coming on. And you are always welcome back and we will invite you back. Uh, trust me, many a time here up until the future. Uh, so again, get out, uh, look for Candidates Signs. If you don't know where to find them, just go to our website. There's a place right there. You can donate and you can get one sent to your house. I know I signed up to this past weekend, donated, and I'm hopefully going to get a sign here soon. And I'm going to post it right outside in the front yard. So go ahead, get you a sign, put it in your front lawn. Let's start getting them out there, folks. Let's get get it to work on this because uh, her name needs to get out there. This is crap that this has happened. Like now, I mean, the first time we brought you on, it happened once at a picnic. We brought you on again because it happened yet again. And every time they do this to you, as far as I'm concerned, you're coming on here and you're going to yell and do whatever you got to do to get everybody else to listen to you. So that's just the way it's going to be. So deal with it. Um, other than me, I don't, I don't have anything else. You got anything else? No, I'm just uh, so excited to have you back on. And next time you come back on, actually, um, instead of uh, instead of ranting next time, we did have a lot of other people ask questions. They're like, oh, no, I didn't get to send in my questions for Candace. I'm like, I literally asked you guys for like five days beforehand. What are your questions for Candace? But, you know, people people are late on the draw sometimes. So um, I'll come back. Awesome. We look forward to it.
All right. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks, Candace. Thank you.